1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a dramatic weekend in Scottish football. Celtic stretched their lead at the top to three points after a late winner at home to Dundee. Rangers were held to a one-all draw at Tannadice to continue a poor away run in the Premiership. Jim Goodwin settles for a draw in his Aberdeen debut and is Stephen Robinson about to replace him at St Mirren. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson. Yeah, well, it was a dramatic weekend and Celtic had to leave it to four minutes from time before snatching the winner at home after Rangers had dropped points at Tannadice. Plenty of other interesting results throughout the leagues. Plenty of talking points. Stephen Robinson possibly Returned to St Mirren And the man to my left Sent off As well What a weekend I can't believe he's done that to you <laughs> 30 seconds in I expected him to wait too. Until I at least the first seconds. At least the first break As far as I was concerned Look we'll get to that later on Or we won't at, at the top of the Premiership Another dramatic weekend Lots of talking points Kenny Yeah lots and lots I mean again it's I mean, The main ones Rangers drop points Celtic extend the lead That's it But Rangers fans will be disappointed absolutely but the performance was for me was a really good performance they'd done everything bar scored goals it was it was pretty much without being disrespectful to Dundee United it was a completely dominating performance for Rangers but in saying that Dundee United defended so so well and limited them to very few chances it was incidents skirmishes in the box it just never fell you know so yep disappointment Celtic again taking them but they've done a few times this season getting these late goals to make sure they get the job done so yep it just adds to the intrigue moving forward 0141 the intrigue moving forward says Kenny Miller and there is lots of it Rangers fans where did it go wrong yesterday in terms of performance if it went wrong uh, at all or was it just about Getting that final line That that final finish As Kenny says uh, A few talking points A few decisions Within that game You might want to Analyse as well Similar story really At Celtic Park Celtic fans How vital uh, Was that Giacomacchus Late winner for you And any other talking points Aberdeen fans You've got Jim Goodwin As manager St Mirren fans It looks tonight Like you're going to get Stephen Robinson As your new manager So pick up the phone Whatever is on your mind And let us know 0141951 1025 uh, Let's put you in the middle Let's set the scene Your result of the weekend Mark Wilson Yeah um, There was a few in there But I'm going to go From old side Tanadice against Rangers Now Rangers coming off the back Of what they did in Dortmund With that impressive display How they controlled that game Away in Germany And there was only one change To that side Hillander You could possibly say It was a wee bit of an upgrade But it didn't pan out that way Dundee United were terrific They got themselves in front They had two young players In there Ross Graham Dylan Levitt Who were fantastic they are my result of the weekend Yes, any result against the big two Generally qualifies you uh, Kenny, what are you going for? Result of the weekend uh, I think I'll have to go for St Johnston uh, Wonderful result Again, it digs them, digs them out Gives them a little bit of breathing space at, at the bottom of the league And I know Hearts have not been performing great In terms of results of late But uh, it's still a very, very good team And a big result for Callum and his men Yeah, couldn't argue with that What about your goal of the weekend? Quite a, a few choices What are you going for, Kenny? I have to go for Jake Doyle Hayes Second It's incredible strike I mean his first one to be fair I think the goalkeeper's got to do a little bit better But the sec- but the second one Absolute no chance Incredible touch Technique to dream 
Right in the top corner Wonderful finish Very good goal Mark Wilson What yeah, else? Since he's went for that That was goal of the weekend Hard to beat But there was a couple of good gins in there I thought Aribos deserves a mention as well The way that was constructed But I'm going to go for Ali Crawford for St Johnson I mean what was that into the game About 30 seconds or something Well constructed down the right hand side Cut back in a great finish Okay howler of the weekend You're not allowed to pick the veteran Assistant manager getting a red card at Falkirk You've got to go for something else <laughs> I was going to go for that um, uh, I'm going to go back to Tannadice Although I say it was a result of the weekend for United It should have been a penalty Rangers I'm going to go for Bobby Madden For the second one The pull on Sakala Clear as you like Would have resulted in a red mm. card as well It's funny you say that I've got a, It's a strange feeling We're going to hear a bit more about that Maybe Between now and, and 8 o'clock Maybe Just Instinct uh, Kenny, it can be anything It can be across the leagues It can be strikers, goalies, referees, whatever Who's getting your howler of the weekend? I think we'll go for one in our league An own goal uh, Oh, I know it's in coming In the Queen's Party's Fife game It's actually a young goalkeeper that I worked with Dundee, <sighs> Cal Ferry You know, I can see what he's really, really good with his feet, Cal He's taking the pass back back He's tried to sweep it across to his mate At the right side centre back And he's sweeped in his own goal yeah, That's the connoisseur's choice right Because I know that this won't have got the headlines over the weekend And I'm sorry to, to dig the goalie out like this You need to see this own goal from Queen's Park but, You know <laughs> when you were young you'd get the old Well it'd be VHS in your day Kenny And it'd be DVD <laughs> and, and mine and Mark Wilson's <laughs> It'd be all the, the bloopers from across yeah. This would hey, go I'm all this Come on now. <laughs> Oh he's been before that though I don't know what he watched Um this would be right up there It is quite a choice uh, Okay I think that's us then 01419511025 All your thoughts from a very busy weekend Let's hear them right now 01419511025 Just a reminder Or Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronkers To set the scene for you He says Rangers weren't clinical enough And the only thing they didn't do well Was take their chances Here's what he had to say Speaking to Sky you know, the first emotion, of course, disappointment um, that we didn't win here. I think, uh, I don't know how many chances we created. I think the most chances we created this season to uh, to score. I mean, that's, uh, but eventually the chances has to be uh, scored. And uh, that's what we didn't do today, and that's why we lost points. Also, the first half we were, we were, um, you know, we were good, not dominating, but but good. And then we knew with the set pieces against, they were um, getting dangerous moments. I think second half uh, was only one way. And uh, once the, um, we scored the first goal, um, yeah, you see the momentum was for us. And uh, I think created enough chances to, to win this game. And that's the only thing we, uh, we didn't do well today. Tommy's a Rangers fan. He's first up tonight. What are your thoughts on yesterday, Tommy? Eh, uh, where does that Whatever you like. I'll start with Madden. Go on because then. Refereeing decisions over the last few weeks against Rangers have been poor. And yesterday, yeah, your arm's got to be in a natural position. The first one, which is well inside the penalty area, his arm's not in a natural position. He doesn't try and drag it away. He's got 10 yards before the ball hits his arm. He didn't try and drag it away. It hits his arm, it's a penalty. Second one's even worse. You've got Mark saying the young boy was a, you know, he was terrific. The young boy shouldn't have been on the park for his assault on uh, Sakala. I'm not sure. I'm not sure assault. Uh, uh, that's not to take anything it's away. A bit I mean, harsh. Mark, Mark Wilson's given it his howler of the weekend. He agrees with you, but I'm not, a shot pool's not an assault. Let, let's just let's be clear about that. Um, what about the handball then? That's well, Tommy's unhappy with both. Mm. 
I think yeah. you said yesterday I The said more yes, you saw yes. it You thought yeah penalty. Yeah the more I saw it But when I saw it first I thought Oh did that hit his midriff Was it directly off his arm the more I saw it Yeah I would go down the line of penalty Now I have heard other people After that saying It shouldn't have been For me it was mm. still a penalty kick Yeah This is where Kenny It's fascinating Because Mark's right Once the week Once the weekend starts to settle mm. You switch on the, the television highlights You watch that The game's live at the time There's then a highlight show As everyone knows you then see Sky Sports sometimes do the old Dermot Gallagher thing on a Monday And I've seen people look at this exact same incident and say Exactly what Tommy said His hand's out, set his hand, it's a penalty And then you see other people looking at the exact same incident And say, you know, I, I think his hand is almost by his side And he's trying to pull it away Good luck, what do you think? I think if VAR's in It's a penalty It's a penalty okay. I think it would have been still a harsh decision Given... The the nature The thing that The biggest thing I see That Wood would be given Was what Tommy said The distance The distance that the ball's travelled He said plenty It's not of like right could, next no, to No not at all So it's not as if He couldn't react to the situation And I think the fact That he is trying to pull his hand away mm. It makes it even more obvious That it has struck his arm And that distance is there You know so I think had VAR been in I, I think mm. it would have been a penalty And I think Both can be true You can still praise Ross Graham's part in, in the game uh, and acknowledge like like Tommy does uh, like, certainly the Sakala one that, I mean that's a red card the rule as you know Dryan obvious goal scoring opportunity if it, if it doesn't come alongside making a, a genuine attempt to play the ball then it's still the red card yeah. you know if you slide in and you, you're just a bit late or whatever then it might be a yellow but if it's a, a pull like that he would have been off there's no doubt in it um, the young man knew that Sakala was just going to tap it in the net and he made his decision you know, these things happen in a split second, but he would have understood the consequences, so it would have been a red card as well. But uh, yeah, the, the two things can be true. Ross Graham, I thought, was terrific throughout the game, but sh- should have gave away a penalty in the first half, should have gave away a penalty in the second half, scored the goal, and he should have probably should have been sent off. <laughs> and everyone, it's thought, amazing everyone thought it was his 21st birthday, That's but it right, wasn't. And it wasn't <laughs> as well. There was this like stat doing the round that it was his 21st today and what a day, and then after it, no, it's, it's Wednesday, it wasn't yesterday. Oh, so. well, we've got that wrong as well. Uh, you're viewing the Sakala one. That's a Stonewall penalty. Yep. You know, again, first viewing again, I just thought he should score. And even with the pool, I still think he makes contact, that's a goal. But with that shirt pool, mm-hmm. It's no doubt that's affected his ability to make contact. So it's a penalty, you know. It's uh, again, VAR's in. There's no, there's no discussion. Uh, by yeah. then, you know, I'm no VAR's biggest fan. But had it been my, in, my thing penalties. about yesterday and that decision on the six yard line, I thought Bobby Madden should have been in a better position. Now they may have protocols at corner kicks where they go, but surely the main action when the ball comes in the box is going to be in that six yard box area. Now if you're standing. Out with the eighteen-yard box, looking through a crowded body of players. How do you pick up the best, the best is angle? That no, is that not for his his assistants potentially to be watching across to see? Because again, if you're looking, I think that is why they do take the position mm. up so they can potentially see the whole thing. But yeah. like you say, there's going to be ten. Well, bodies remember, in front of you. remember the the whole issue we had with the, these new officials by the six-yard yep. line at either post. Now, don't think that worked, but it should have worked. So if somebody's there. They, they see that Or if the referee's In a better position He hmm. sees that all day long Is that You you have to try And second guess You have to try And you know How does that happen Is is that Due to, to just not seeing it Being in bad position Because the first one And I know this isn't Going to be popular With Tommy um, Even if you do think It's a penalty it, It's worth bearing in mind You do have that split second it, It's like that And if Bobby Madden In that split second Thinks the hand's by his side Even if he's wrong you can at least kind of understand how you make that mistake. Not really sure about the second one though. Yeah. Is that you have to assume that it's not been seen or 
Well, I, you have to assume that because the the tug in the shirt just gives it away. You see the shirt leaving the body, you know, um, pretty full on. Now, if it's bundled over or shoulder to shoulder, then I think that becomes debatable sometimes at a level of contact. But a shirt pull like that in the box is so obvious that you can only imagine having that he said, hasn't seen it. Having said that, and again, this is this. When I say this That doesn't mean that It takes anything away From the The strength of the penalty claim I did expect the Rangers players To make a bit more of it Again, was, like only, I said, was that, there only one Who was the one behind close And he puts the hands Like yeah. I said That doesn't change Whether it's a penalty or not But everybody else That's seen it <laughs> Says that's You know It's his Yeah it's an absolute stonewall I think we've got, got to assume That Bobby never seen it Because had he seen it He gives a penalty There's, yeah. no, there's no doubt about it uh, Tommy what about the The bigger picture I know you're frustrated You're angry Drop points what do you make of the bigger picture? The bigger picture is pretty decent. I mean, we, we we had a fantastic result on Thursday night. I mean, I was sitting watching the game. I was on the ceiling. It's it's three nothing up. Yeah, and the third goal was just something special. You know, the, move, the whole movement to the back, straight through to Kent, taking on running at four yellow jerseys, who he leaves them for dead. And you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about. He's up against German and Belgian internationals. No dummies. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, he's left him for dead. Laid off a lovely body. Johnny Lumstrom and he stuck it away right in the far corner I was on the ceiling at that point and we played really really well the other night game's not finished I mean if Harlan comes back on Thursday <laughs> yeah. we, could, we could be in trouble Is that Does that not in some ways make yesterday even more frustrating though Tommy I know football works in, in strange ways but you would be forgiven for thinking that a team that blows Borussia Dortmund away can go and do the same at Tannadice Well Gordon we blew Dundee United away Yeah we had 60 odd touches in their box We was it 29 shots to go Okay only 3 or 4 on target Because they were throwing bodies everywhere But I mean for, for they say that they were fantastic To me they don't play football They're a bunch of hammer throwers the way they play I mean big 6 foot 2 Giants kicking lumps out of everything that moves So you know, I wouldn't go and watch that every week So that's probably why their ground's half empty every week But again by the Rangers We're playing really well at the minute We were unlucky yesterday mm. Referee costs the points because he's inept As he usually is most weeks And I'm angry Because I, I, We can bring in VAR But it won't improve the referees Gordon yeah. VAR won't improve the referees yeah. all, all maybe day is getting them To get decisions right That they should have got right In the first place Four away games without a win though Tommy is that Not a bit of a concern? No I know really When you go to Dortmund and win Ah, fair enough. All right. 01419511025 on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's bring in Thomas. Who's, in fact, I tell you what, sorry, Thomas, just before, because we were talking about decisions a lot there, let's get Giovanni Van Bronker's take on it uh, all quickly. He says they need to accept the decisions when there's no VAR, and he is keen to see it introduced. You know, my standing point VAR is it will make it easier. And now, you know, these decisions we can, which can uh, be turning points, you know, it's. They can change the games, uh, but there's no VAR, so end of discussion. But when it's tight in the table, it could change the title race as well. You know. I know, but I mean, what what, what can we do? There's no VAR, so every every uh, decision that the referee will make, it cannot be overturned. So we have to respect the decision he made and uh, make sure, you know, we see uh, last Thursday where VAR decisions to change the game for us. Today maybe as well, but you know. We can uh, and uh, we can talk for for hours here, but the discussion ends because there's no VAR. The discussion ends. If Gio is listening, I've got news for you, Gio. The discussion won't end for another six months at this rate. Uh, Thomas is in Barhead. What did you take away from yesterday, Thomas? Uh, I took away two things, Gordon. Uh, number one, um, it's not strict, <coughs> excuse me, not strictly speaking about the game itself, but 
in the January transfer window, we signed two players. One, the Manchester United young boy, Diallo, on loan. The second one's more significant, Aaron Ramsey. Now, I believe the loan fee alone was £2.5 million. And we spent £2.5 million for him to basically play maybe, what, 12 games or something, which is a very, very high cost per game ratio. Now, at that kind of money, you should be kind of hitting, regardless of his reputation, etc., he should be hitting the ground running. Now, he came unfit or not fit enough and possibly with an injury. Just as we're getting him up to speed, he's picked up another mysterious injury. We don't know how that was caused. It certainly wasn't in the field of play, so we don't know if it was training or if it's a recurrence of an old one. So he's out. He misses Saturday, which is obviously significant. We drop points, and that's the kind of game where we're looking for him to be an influence in. We don't know if he's going to be back for Dortmund. That you know, obviously you'll know that better than me. And no, I'm just I wouldn't be sure about that, Thomas. Uh, it's, an, it's an interesting point, Kenny. And I said this yesterday, not to to brag about the prediction as such, but when you are winning games like Thursday night, in the nicest way, no one really cares about Aaron Ramsey's availability. But as soon as things stop going your way, as soon as you start losing, the spotlight goes everywhere else. It goes on to the manager. It goes on to recruitment and. And fans like Thomas are saying Where is he? What's what's happening? I, I wanted to see more of him by now Listen, I think we all did I mean, firstly I would say I wouldn't believe everything you hear or read In regards to numbers and money That are flying about in terms of fees I wouldn't necessarily believe all that Secondly, yesterday was a game That I think he could have made an impact in You'd say things are not quite falling Again, the performance was pretty good uh, Things weren't falling in the box He could have been the man to unlock it He could have been the man That something felt in the box So it was disappointing But If he's picked up a little niggle He's picked up mm-hmm. a little niggle And I know it's disappointing Because everybody came with such uh, a, a massive Massive announcement At the signing And everybody's excited about that The prospect of seeing him play for Rangers And well, He's started a game against Annan Which again Was a, a routine performance and he's had a couple of sub-appearances off the bench. And in the game, the one game that has probably been really been needed to come on and play, he's had an, a little injury. But hopefully it is a niggle. And had he played just then, it became a more serious injury. Mm. You might not see him for a number of weeks. So you're just hoping, again, I don't know what's what's actually going on, what the injury is. But you're hoping it is just protecting him rather than anything serious. And he'll be back in the lineup, whether it be Thursday or next weekend. What did you make of the, the performance and the drop points and, and the league table, Thomas? You're... Previous, your fellow Rangers fan who was on, not bothered at all, really still very much focused on the positives. How do you feel about things at the moment? I think, again, it goes back to the, the possibility of what would have happened to drums they played because we did everything except the one thing that we did lack was composure, um, especially in the last 10, 12 minutes when we were chasing the game and the much needed points. Um, what we needed was just perhaps that bit of class just to cut open the defence or just take the shot at goal. And that's where I think someone where you've spent two and a half millions uh, to, to win the league um, and go further in, in Europe. And that's where he could have made an influence. And that's why I'm questioning, you know, should he have been, should we have went elsewhere? But yep, he's got a great reputation, but should we have got someone with perhaps a lesser of a name who could have given that composure right from day one? Um, aye, we did everything right. And Dundee United, had, it was one of the games where the ball wasn't going to yeah. go into the net. But my, my other thing, and again, this is, you're going to get this all night, is about VAR. I think it's significant uh, that the referee's Bobby Madden, I'll tell you for why. Bobby Madden comes in for a lot of criticism when he, when he referees a Rangers game and uh, he gets a fair bit of abuse, abuse in social media when he gives Rangers a penalty or a decision. You get the usual Brother Madden, etc. kind of comments. 
And I think referees are human beings. Now, had that been um, St Johnson and Hearts, for example, I think Bobby Madden would have given that penalty. And I, you would acknowledge that you're basing that on pretty much nothing, though, Thomas. I mean, that, that is a leap, isn't it? Absolute supposition. But what I think would have happened is, if I'm right in saying that, that Madden did do that, he did have that wee moment to relapse. If I give a penalty, am I going to get it in the neck again if it's the wrong decision? Then if you've got VAR, it protects the referee because if Madden gives a penalty, then it's clear that it was a penalty. If I think to be fair, Thomas is right. Re- referees want it. This isn't this isn't a secret. Referees want the help. But look at Dortmund the other night. The, the officials <laughs> at that level got it wrong. and So they, they want it. They, they want a bit of help. If we're going to start... Making accusations that we can't really back up there you, you, it's, it's an interesting road to go Imagine down Imagine how quick a referee would have to be To see that and then decide instantly I'm not going to give a penalty Because I might get some stick here I mean that's sharp thinking right away So I think it's that's far off the mark You have to you have to automatically assume That Bobby Madden didn't see it Like I said earlier If that's a nudge or a shoulder to shoulder Then it possibly is up for debate How much contact was there The referee has something to think about when it's that blatant a pull and you see the shirt coming off Sakala's back, then you've got to think the official just had a bad view, which then puts into question his positioning for me. That's why I keep coming back to his positioning, not his actual decision-making. These types of accusations are are nothing new, Kenny. They're they're part of the diet of Scottish football, but that's where... That, that's where it does become difficult you, Giovanni Van Bronker says We need to accept refereeing decisions When we don't have VAR But Thomas there Is is not accepting That mistakes can make and, and people don't We don't accept the mistakes Because we think There must be a reason for that yeah. It's actually not a mistake It must be because He's scared of giving something Against Rangers Or it must be because So we actually don't All, all of this uh, All of these kind of theories Come from a position Where we don't accept mistakes We don't but, well, but, but we need to I mean Giovanni's right Until And even when VAR comes in Let me tell you We're still going to be discussing these decisions Not these ones Because these are blatantly obvious If VAR is in Penalties given There's no doubt in, in my mind That Bobby Madden hasn't seen that If Bobby Madden sees that He's pointing to the spot And it's a penalty for Rangers No questions asked He has not seen it Or he's not had a good view of it Simple as that 01419511025 Very late for the travel Sorry Thomas We will be back with more of your calls And we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu Celtic fans Good time for you to get involved You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 That's the number Stephen and Clyde Bank dialed Stephen as a Celtic fan you're three points clear. What do you make of that after a busy weekend? <sighs> to where we've came through in the last, what, say, two months to where we are now is exceptional. It's simply put it as that. It's just, it's great being a Celtic fan, isn't it? That's, that's the best way to put it. It's the swing, Mark Wilson. Yeah. It's is it seven games, it's only four and a half weeks, and it's a nine point nine swing. Um, it's been, obviously, that, that only happens due to a combination of things where you keep doing your bit and then. Your, your rivals just drop points Yeah well Ange Postacoglu First and foremost Has to concentrate On what's going on At Celtic Park He can't concentrate on, on Rangers Or hoping Rangers Can slip up You've got to say After the, the winter break The run of results Have been terrific To go away To Tynecastle And Pataudry And Fir Park And and win And some of those games Two of those games You had to grind that out And then even the home ones Where you're looking at it United and Dundee And you're thinking oh, this, this doesn't look like It's happening today To then go over the line 
is is pretty special and it starts to build something. I mean, me, me and Kenny played in in teams like that that you just got a feeling that things were going right and you know in the last minutes of the game you were nicking winners and it just you know galvanised the dressing room and he's got that going for him. It's a huge win. You've got to say when you look at recent history after the winter break, you know that form. Immediately after for that month is all important. You know, history will tell you the title probably swings in that. And Celtic certainly, certainly been much better, and that coincides with Rangers dropping points. Of course, sort of mid January, Kenny. I, I remember it. You, you've been on the show many times, you and Hugh, and and you were both right to say, you know, we need to wait and see how our Celtic's January signing is going to settle in, and and Rangers do have this six point lead at the moment, and don't get carried away and all right. And, and very quickly, Celtic have kept their foot to the floor. And Rangers have, have run into difficulties in their away games and, and that's why we are we are where we are tonight. That's exactly it. <clears throat> they've played seven games, they've taken 12 points out of 21. It's, it's no good enough, you know. You're never going to have... I mean, again, if you're more than nine points clear at that stage of the season, then you're going to, it's, it's going to be a wonderful season. But the swing has, has been... It's just been... Incredible, you know, something you couldn't see coming. I mean, you stood there and said about Rangers not losing another game, and all this, all the facts to say, yes, it might be an outlandish claim to some people, but they'd lost one game in 60 odd games, you know. So it wasn't that much that it couldn't happen. The same could have been said for Celtic, to be honest, because they were in some some really good form as well. But to take 12 points out of 21, Celtic then go and take 21. That's why the swing's been, and it's been the away games. You've already asked the question, it's been four away league games without a one. That, that has to be a concern mm. because by the way, the performance was very, very good against Dundee United. It wasn't particularly good against Ross County. It definitely wasn't good against uh, Aberdeen or Celtic. So I think Rangers' performances have 100% improved since mm. the old firm game, but the, the bottom line is they never got the job done yesterday and that's something like Mark says at the end of games, Celtic have had a lot of situations this year where they've come through and got the three points, turned one point into three. And you, Mark said it, you have won... Lots up here Does that start Snowballing And, and becoming a sort of Self-fulfilling thing Where you, you get the first one Then the confidence grows And you keep doing it And you expect that you're going to do it And, no, and momentum believe. builds You believe And you believe That not only You can actually affect it And maybe make it happen So if you're a Jackamacus Or you're a, a Kyogo or a, or a forward player for Celtic You'll believe that You're going to get a chance you're going to be the guy that can go and win that but you also believe in your teammates that they're going to get you that chance and they're going to do whatever it takes to get the job done and like Mark said we're playing in teams that are playing a nine-man cup final we, we believed we could get the job done you know we had that belief at that point at the moment like Mark says Celtic seem to have that momentum they have the belief in themselves and their teammates that comes no matter what they'll find a way to get a result and again the evidence backs it up Stephen were you there yesterday what did you make of it? Uh, I was there yesterday um, and uh, basically two points the first point was is you know all the Rangers fans have been falling in regarding the penalties yesterday and I'm, I'm not taking that away and I'll even admit it myself there should have been a penalty for Rangers yesterday but I don't know if any of the panel seen the tackle in Yakimakis in the first half where he literally got a, near enough assault right through him right off the, uh, his two feet right in the middle of the box the referee had a clear view and there was nothing and I just thought to myself, how can that be missed? And there was wee, wee tackles and bits and balls flying about yesterday where the refs were missing it. So I wasn't just, you know, with the Rangers done the United game yesterday. I just thought, um, as a whole, I think something needs to be done regarding refereeing in Scotland. Yeah, and that, 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 on quickly, that, this is why if, and then, like, loads of people will be out there feeling that it's their team that, that are the ones that are hard done by. It really doesn't take much to disprove that 
Stephen's given us a good example Which I'll get your thoughts on Run through even every fixture Just from this weekend If yeah. you want Aberdeen felt that they had A perfectly good goal Chopped out uh, Chopped off And Jim Goodwin Who's just in the door Is saying this stuff's been happening to Aberdeen for weeks <laughs> He said after the game <laughs> right? What's he doing paying attention to Aberdeen when he's uh, yeah. manager? You've got St Mirren who've today announced that they are going to appeal the red card shown to Charles Dunn And you agree, you think it's a, a ridiculous shocker. sending a off shocker. So it, th- There are two separate conversations here do we, need to, do we need to try and up the standards of course? Do we need to try and drive forward VAR in most people's eyes? Yes But if you just want to constantly exist in your echo chamber And think that it's only your team that's hard done by just take a look Just take a look across the board So on that note As I get down off my high horse um, It's a good speech what, like what about What about the one on Jackie Marcus <laughs> Daily Campbell I, I mean, Have you seen this Kenny I, I mean a, it was unbelievable What I couldn't get at the time That Daily Campbell looked like He was favourite to win the ball And he went out his way To, to then sort of raise his elbow And, and, and catch Jackie Marcus No doubt for me like, It's a penalty kick And uh, he's lucky to get away with it But I just kind of get in my head as a defender Why you would take was, that um, chance robust To say the least Kenny <laughs> You know It's one of them where And well you have done it Many a time The ball's coming across And you ease yourself Into the striker mm. Ease them out of the way And just let the ball Go over your head Well it wasn't that yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear It wasn't that There was the opportunity To do that But like you say There's an elbow raise That's probably put into Roughly his neck area There's severe force Behind it as well uh, it's actually it's quite dangerous play to, mm. to be honest. Uh, and they got Usher the ball out wrong as well because Maeda was behind him and should have scored. <laughs> so, uh, so a so disaster at all. So just deal with the ball. Like just deal with the ball. Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable decision. But again, the thing is, and the reason that's not really the Celtic won the game. You know, and that's it. That's why had they not won the game. Then we'd be discussing yeah. that till the cows come home as well. Yeah, it's also not live on TV, so not quite as many people see it. Although now you see you see them anyway on social media and stuff, but just maybe not quite as as many. Just while we're on the the topic, we'll tick them all off. Dundee felt they should have had a penalty at the death, a handball by Jota. It did hit his hand, but he headed it on himself. So by the letter of the law, it can be a penalty. I, I, I like to argue end with off. Mark But I, yeah The rule does quite clearly state If you head it or kick it onto your arm It's it's not Is that what happened? It's clear It's clear It's just there's no discussion with that it is a, If it's not the law Then we're discussing it But it is the law So there's no penalty Okay uh, Stephen What about Jackie Marcus? It, it sums it up that You know Sometimes we do get very embroiled And, and refs Guys come in and Scored a hat-trick And it's 37 minutes into the show We've not really mentioned them yet Aye He needed that um, you know, it's, it's been a he showed early signs, uh, and then obviously he's, he's been had a bit of injury, but he's got big shoes to fill. You know, all Celtic fans have took to Kyogo straight away. Do you know what I mean? But if he keeps banging in goals like that, do you know what I mean? Then there's going to be a more competition up front. So I, my hat goes off to him. He took it well yesterday. He got his out of a hole. Um, so that was kind of like my second point is. I thought the the defence yesterday was absolutely shocking, um, and I know that Big Ange his attitude is is the best sort of defence as attack. I said, but you know, no disrespect to Dundee, but we shouldn't be conceding any goals at home yesterday. And I just thought, you know, the especially the centre defence, I think Startfelt shouldn't be in a selector. He's just he's just awful. His decision making. Um, he's, he's walk going forward He's headering I think he's just off the pace I think Julian's on the bench If he's on the bench Then he's fit enough To get on the park Look. Stephen's not a fan I think that's uh, the uh, Let's start with the good stuff First um, 
Jack and Marcus. Jack and Marcus. Hat trick. Yeah. Was uh, it a perfect hat trick as well, by the way? I think it was, wasn't it? Right yep, foot, right left, foot, left foot header. header. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, Stephen says he's got big shoes to fill. He has, I mean, Kyogo has not been seen for a while. He's not anywhere on the horizon. So Jack and Marcus looks to be the guy with the jersey. And, you know, it was a big opportunity for him yesterday. When, like, when you grab that opportunity and score a hat trick, then it filled a confidence. And he looks apart now You know Slow start to his Celtic career But he scored goals At big moments In big games And that's what you need to, need to do To be a Celtic striker um, On the defensive side I, I think people Jump on the bandwagon A lot with us Dundee Had two Real forays into Celtic's box Two set pieces Now it can happen If a team Of war Calibre Works something well Like the block for the first one Then it can happen And the second one's right in the money Is that not problematic though Because yesterday becomes a lot more uncomfortable Than it should yeah. With no disrespect to Dundee Very rarely cross the halfway line And with five minutes to go They're looking at Putting a serious dent in Celtics Of course But teams Teams aren't invincible You know the, the Teams just don't turn up to Celtic Park And they've got no divine right to score I get there's always things you can do better. Niall McGinn's ball's unbelievable. I said yesterday, he has to put that within six inches of Carter Vickers and Starfield, and he did. And he has to have Sweeney in the middle to head it in. You look at Celtic's defensive record, 27 games, 17 goals, the lowest in the league. I think that partnership, Starfield can improve, but I think it will remain. Even though Julian's there, I think it will remain. I'm ashamed of myself, Kenny, that when we're talking about hat-trick scoring and Strikers finding the net I went to him before you That is a, an oversight on my part uh, What have you made to Jackie Marcus? It's, it's been a slow burn You know he's came in He's not really hit the ground running He then has an injury He then gets thrust into the limelight Because of Kyogo's injury And also then international duty for, uh, for other players as well So it looks like he's starting to find his feet in Glasgow You know I mean to, to get a hat-trick is No mean feet a perfect hat-trick And that and a big one A big the big big goals I mean, they're goals that give you the lead, they get you back into a game, and then they win you a game. So it's a, it's, it's a really three really big goals, and he has scored decent goals in Scottish Cup games. And he's, I think, when I was watching Old Firm, he had three big chances in that game, three really big chances in the Old Firm game, and that could have really kind of propelled him into the hearts of the Celtic fans now. But yesterday, I think it would definitely have done that if it's not already been done. Uh, thank you very much to Stephen. We're going to speak to Kevin next, but before we go any further, let me tell you about this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Four goals yesterday Three for Celtic One for Rangers You know what that means We've hit the magic £14,000 mark On Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals Every time Either of those sides Finds the back of the net We add at least £250 To the ever-growing cash jackpot And then one of you Lucky win Listeners will win the lot Tax-free at the end of the season But you do need to text in To make sure you're in with a chance Text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L To 61025 Remember it's every competition So again Thursday night It could rise back into the league At the weekend We've still got Scottish Cup games to come So that total Could be huge By the end of the season It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only The full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com And the lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May So for your chance To be the winner Go and text GOAL To 61025 And we'll speak to Kevin next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson are here It's 0141-951-1025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Kevin's a Motherwell fan No he's not He's a Celtic fan From Motherwell uh, On the line Kevin what did you make of yesterday? 
Uh, just careful there, mate. There's folk listening that know me. Don't tell me I'd tell them I'm a Motherwell fan. Just try to get the numbers up, Kevin, that's all. Ah, well, you need it. <laughs> uh, no, listen, I'm just phoning in about... I, think I phoned in when Eddie Howe was linked with the job uh, back in July, uh, June, July. And uh, Hugh Keevans was saying, oh, when Eddie Howe comes in, he needs to get every single signing right. And I, I think I was on with him and I said, listen, that's, that's impossible. What you've just said there is ridiculous. That's just... It's never going to happen. And then Eddie Howe doesn't get get the job. We bring in an unknown guy, Ange Postacoglu. And to this point, apart from maybe Starfield, who's 50-50, every single signing this guy has made has been tremendous. Every single one of them. I know Eddie Gucci's injured, right? So maybe give him a bye. But every single one has been outstanding. Matt O'Reilly looks like a £10 million player. And he, 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 he caused buttons. He was playing with MK Dons. The guy, Rio Hatai, again, cost buttons. Looks like, looks like a 10, 15 million pound player. It's, it's just, it's, the recruitment at Celtic has been ridiculous this season. It has been outstanding. Yeah, I think, Mark, we've given a lot of credit and deservedly so. Kyogo lights up the first half of the season. Look at Hatati's impact since he comes in. Juranovic sort of then goes under the radar Just like consistently good But because he's, he's not a goal getter And maybe doesn't quite get the praise But we're, we're now even we're now at the stage where The ones that the jury was supposed to be out on Giacomacchus gets a hat-trick yesterday And who knows, come May We might look back on yesterday as being a significant day In the yeah. title race Might not, but it might you know might be One of those days where Rangers drop points Celtic gain them And without him yesterday they, I'm not sure they do So th- th- there is a real... Contribution being made from pretty much all the signings Or certainly the vast majority yeah, of them I think that's quite rare On any team You know when they, they have such a rebuild to do So many positions to fill and get right It's quite rare that all of them come in And make some sort of impact And you, you've got to say Kevin's right You know almost all of them If not all of them Has played a part somewhere And the Celtic fans have taken to them And Ange Postacoglu has, has played an absolute winner An absolute blinder The one thing I would say is I know he's he's had major influence and in, especially in the Japanese market, but he, he obviously is getting help behind the scenes, you know, with some of these players. Managers take the fall on signings when they're poor, so they must get credit when they're right. But I know we we banged on a bit about the recruitment process at Celtic last season and getting it right ahead of recruitment when things were pear shaped in the summer. But there's got to be people behind the scenes that are obviously helping them identify some of these players as well. How do you feel about this title race, Kevin? I mean, it's three points, which I'm sure you're delighted at. I'm sure you would also acknowledge that it's only three points and that there is a long way to go. How confident are you? Uh, conf- confident enough. Confident enough that I think we could see you. But I was just saying to your guy, that, uh, your producer guy there, I wouldn't be surprised if we had a helicopter Sunday or something like that this season, it wouldn't surprise me. But, listen, the swings and runabouts, we're sitting here saying teams will drop points and there's points to be dropped, blah, blah, blah. I know Mark Wilson said that a few times and that's probably the sensible thing to say, whereas Hugh Keevans is saying Rangers will only drop points. It's, you just never know what's going to happen. But this Celtic team, they, they, they don't stop. They're, they're, they're relentless. Back to front, you've got you get Juranovic making making seventy eighty yard runs in the in the eighty fifth minute. Um, yesterday was just just, just amazing. Juranovic, I hear you saying he doesn't get enough credit. I think that that boy is a he's he's a he's a superstar. I, I hope he doesn't turn out like Barisic because Barisic was the same. I thought 
Barisic was next level, and then this season you see him he's disappeared. But Juranovic is he's, he's the best fullback since Mark Wilson. There you go. Oh, oh, you're doing so well, right? I'm cutting him Thanks, off. Thanks, Kev. Ban him. Seriously, I never want to hear from him again. Only Kevin, Kevin. stuff, Kevin. Um, let's uh, hear from Manch Postacoglu his take on yesterday. Good performance, strong performance. Um, you know, we we dominated the game. We um, you know played some good stuff. Difficult to you know when opposition sits so deep, but created enough chances. Scored three good goals, but you end up you know having to fight right till the end. Obviously, the two set pieces are disappointing because. Apart from that, I don't think they even got in our box. So, yeah, it's something obviously that uh, we need to try and rectify because, yeah, it wouldn't have been it would have been a shame that they, for the players more than anything that the effort they put in if they got away got out without the rewards of a victory. But again, credit to them, they found a way and we got to win. Let's bring in Dell, who's a Rangers fan in Stirling. What's on your mind tonight, Dell? Hi, yes, how you doing? Good, thanks. Good. I, I just can't believe that everybody's writing Rangers off this early. Mm. Uh, three points in it with two old firms to play. Um, I believe Celtic are a, a fully workman, the limited ability. Who, who's writing them off, Odell? Um, the boy, the big Greek boy yesterday for a start. Oh, that's true. Yeah, apart from um, him. <laughs> I was running, giving it big shouts yesterday, running my mouth off. But, but no, I've, I've, never seen a, I've never seen a team fully workman winning a league title. Have you, Kenny? What do you mean, workman? Workman, well, I feel the boy Posta Coglu. He's assembled a team and he's got them fit and that's how they're kind of they're winning games in the last five minutes of games. Um, they're scoring a, kind of a, lot of, a lot of late goals and I think it's down to fitness levels rather than ability. But I think... Um, I, I don't believe that any Celtic player gets out the range of starting 11. I genuinely don't. I mean, with the old firm game, for instance, Dell, the game was over by half-time so it looked like a bit more than fitness that night, I'm sure Ange Postacoglu would say, No. You uh, could maybe argue that But Rangers have a lot of players missing as well You know mm. um, Who gets into the Rangers team And into the Rangers starting mm. 11 From that Celtic side Apart from maybe the exception of Juranovic at left back I don't think Edric's on that side I'll be honest Look, The problem with that is Firstly I'd give, I'd, I'd give a couple To be fair And again as, Again you can take my Blue tinted glasses off for the minute I think Jota gets in the team I think Jota yeah. gets a, in the team on the wing And there would be a case for Callum McGregor, absolutely. And I think you see, I absolutely agree with you. I think Juranovic. Well, no one plays with Ryan Jack, I think, alongside Ryan Jack. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I think in the in the midfield, mm. in the midfield three, the way both teams play in the formation, I think there would definitely be a case for Callum McGregor. There's a couple of problems here. We're never solving this in the next 90 seconds before <laughs> I need to take the break, right? Everyone's got their own opinion. It's also not that relevant, Mark, because I kept hearing. Dell might have forgotten I kept hearing this last year The other way round yeah. Because Celtic yep, were the yep. champions And Celtic had won Lots of titles And lots of trophies And they'd say None of these Rangers players Are getting in our team Didn't matter It's a, it's a completely Subjective Smart. thing yeah. At the moment Celtic are three points clear And that's why the fans Are feeling confident yeah. it's, it's, the, the boy made her uh, Reminds me of yourself Kenny Speedboat to throw a driver Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's giving it to you, Kenny <laughs> That's not a bad pace, that Again, <laughs> Del, the, at the moment though what, what, it's Celtic are, are three points clear They must be doing something right Well, we'll, we'll soon see there's, there's not very many winners in that Celtic team as well, you know right, But that's that, again, back to last season This is how, how have we got such short memories? See at the start of last season 
Nobody thought James Tavernier was a winner Nobody thought Conor Goldson was a winner Nobody thought Joe Rebo was a winner Or Ryan Kent And so on and so forth so how, that, 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 All the Celtic players are winners They've won the first trophy of the season How many points did they win the league by last year? Uh, but they weren't here last year So they've joined well, the club But, uh, but you said that, 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 That's my point Del Last year None of the Rangers players were winners But they just turned themselves into winners Because they, they they deserved it they, they won football matches What's that no, got like to do I with anything? I think Celtic are fully boys with limited ability I'm going to be honest uh, I think like I said Poster Cogley's assembled a side fully workman good fitness levels and that's how they're kind of out, out grinding teams last five minutes of games they've nicked so many last minute goals um, but I feel I've never like I say I've never seen a team win a league with, lim- with limited ability fully workman you know but we'll see we'll soon see by the way, they might Rangers might win the league. That's, I mean, that's nobody's not, writing them off. That's for that's sure. Not there's the no argument. way he would write Rangers Jack off. Jack might, but I don't see anyone else doing it. Uh, Jack Amakis <laughs> might, but there's for me, it's, there's it's one game. Rangers have not been in great form, but they're actually their performances of late have been pretty good. You know, see so this Celtic team turn, turn up at Easter Road with a hard hats on, the high vis <laughs> vests on, rigger boots, <laughs> with traffic cones, sit <laughs> ending. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks, Del. Nice to hear from you. It takes us up to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Couple of workmen in here on Beat the Pundit, let me tell you. They've had a decent run recently. The well, was it a decent run or was it Simon Donnelly won on Friday? Now, two wins last week for the listeners. That's not bad. I think we can up it this week though. It's 0141951025. And if you want to take on Mark or Kenny, now is the time to call Beat the Pundits next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson are here. It's 0141951025. It's been quite the night on the phones already, I must say. <laughs> uh, and if you want to add to that, then please do pick up the phone. And let us know We are on Twitter as well There's so many talking points After a weekend uh, Like that So see if you think We've missed something Just pick up the phone That's the that's the best way to fix it Don't wait Mark Wilson might forget Kenny Miller might forget I might not get around to it So whatever's on your mind Pick up the phone And let us know And we'll speak to you after this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay, it's Beat the Pundit time Have we got any winners in the studio? Or just a couple of workmen? We'll find out <laughs> when we play against Alan in Springburn tonight How's it going, Alan? Ah, uh, pretty good Have you ever played before? Yeah, I've played a couple of times I played a last times. Wow, you're a glutton for punishment How's your record? Yeah, I've not been beat yet Wow, these two are, these two are scared I can tell He's what? He's not been He's beat not yet? Been beat yet you know? How many times have you played though? I have three times all oh, right, that's that's, oh, right. that's impressive. Strong, strong. What a player! Who got a scalping twice? Hugh Evans. Look, oh, that doesn't surprise me. Behave yourself, Fallon. That's that's not saying much, right? Uh, we're going to toss the coin. Tell you what, make some difference doing this in person. Last week, all week, did the show from the house, uh, and I've got a confession to make. Did I actually toss the coin? Nah, not really. I heard nah, just slapping. I'm on yeah, the old of slap I motion. Did. You heard me what, sorry? No, you know when you toss it and you slap That's oh, just, to, just to clear that Wow, right, turn his mic off please This is a family show, Mark Don't Wilson uh, Heads, it will be <laughs> I was doing the show from my bedroom as well I can't believe what you've just done to me uh, Heads, it's Mark Tails, it's Kenny Miller Like that? Yes, that's the slap It's heads, it's you for that comment uh, It's Mark Wilson up against Alan in Springburn So let's give Mark some Clyde 2 to listen to and that way he can't cheat Alan 30 seconds Head to head And you can pass Okay 
Yeah. Right, let's go. 30 easily. Of course, I know. <laughs> One, three times. <laughs> Listen to me. Right. 30 seconds the clock. Your time starts now. Who's the only Englishman apart from Tavernier who's been Rangers club captain? Uh, Richard Gough. Oh. Of Celtic's defenders, who's the top scorer this season with five? Uh, Ralston. Which SPFL side does Kirk Broadfoot play for? Uh, How many Scottish teams has Niall McGinn played for? Three. Who was the last Aberdeen player to finish the season as top scorer? Uh, Scott Booth. Which club did Gary Hooper leave Celtic to join? Uh, Norwich. Okay. Uh, right, let's bring Mark Wilson back. Can you hear us? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who's the only Englishman apart from Tavernier who's been Rangers club captain? Golton. Of Celtic's no. defenders, who's the top scorer with five? Celtic's defenders. Juranovic. Which SPFL team does Kirk Broadfoot play for? Uh, Inverness. How many Scottish club sides has Niall McGinn played for? Three. Who was the last Aberdeen player to finish the season as top scorer? Rooney. Which club did Gary Hooper leave Celtic to join? Norwich. Which Rangers manager signed Joey Barton? Uh, Kashinia. Okay, okay. Alan, what's the verdict? Nah, I'm beat by one. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> devastated <laughs> yes. I know. Absolutely oh. devastated You knew you got the first one wrong Alan didn't you uh, The Englishman apart from Tavernier has been cl- Yours oh, is even worse Captain sorry Yeah okay Colton. It's uh, Terry Butcher, Terry Butcher. Yeah, so, oh, Don't act <laughs> as if you know now anyway, Did you get it Kenny? Did you write that down? Okay uh, It's a nil-nil Of Celtic's defenders Who's the top scorer this season with five? It's Anthony Ralston Has it? Yes How many have Juranovic got? Don't know, not it as must many. have four, four. Uh, <laughs> Not as many as five That's just a blatant guess for you two Just saying four Alan got it right Did he? He did Well done well Alan done. Uh, Kirk Broadfoot plays for Inverness though Alan He's equalised Niall McGinn has played for Celtic Aberdeen Dundee So we're level It's a good game this Both level at the moment The last Aberdeen player to finish the season As top scorer Mark said Adam Rooney Alan said Scott Booth So ah, uh, Mark Wilson gets that one correct <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> Hold on a minute Scott You're in no Booth. position To laugh at anybody <laughs> Are you serious After that How Connor you Goldson How with Scott Booth though <laughs> A lot of time passed Since Scott Booth Well Aberdeen have Ian not Jess They should have <laughs> since then uh, Alan did know That Gary Hooper left For Norwich But so did Mark Wilson So he's 4-3 up And it didn't matter Who signed Joey Barton Warburton It was Mark was Warburton oh. There we go oh, Still a v- victory Yeah I'm afraid so <laughs> Alan Hardlines <laughs> Your winning streak's come to an end. Uh, yeah. I know, but Taffy Mark Wilson. Uh, <laughs> just a workman, Alan, you workman like performance <laughs> for you. Added a bit of class. Hard hats on, that was Alan in Springburn. Good victory. A that guy that's great. come on here, shown his, his title it's, belts off. Bragging. Kenny deserved everything he got there. <laughs> come on, saying I've won three times against these <laughs> dafties. Just been honest. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, twice as well It's you twice You twice so <laughs> We'll only call it one Ah it doesn't count There we go oh, He'll be listening as well We'll get him back soon Hope he's Hope you're doing well Hugh I know you'll be listening 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Right let's bring in Graham Who's a Celtic fan In Blantyre What's your point tonight Graham? Hi there How you doing guys First time caller I was going to say what made, what made you call tonight I just sometimes feel like I know the answer to that already But carry on Del. Bell made me phone yeah, tonight. I thought you might say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, the, guy, the guy's full of crayons, man. Like you're saying, Celtic haven't got any winners in the team. Like, we've got Rodrick, McGregor, Forrest. The three of them alone have got more trophies than this full team put together. Like, 
Joe Hart in goals Serial winner in the English Premier League Maeda Just won the Jai League He's also Just won the, the Asian Golden Boot If I'm not no right Yeah I think you're right uh, Aye so Just I think Dell should stop Chewing different colours of cranes And just Stick to Letting his pals phone in And just Not phone in himself I've never heard the phrase Full of crayons So I, I don't really I, I hadn't got over that I was still trying to digest that And But Graham in the end actually can't really argue with that, and I think that's the point. We didn't have a, we didn't have enough time with Dell. Dell came just before the news, and I think it was, I think it was fairly obvious. Of course, Celtic have got winners for a start. They've won the League Cup this season, so mm. I don't know. Do we need to, yeah, need to elaborate? That, no, I don't think so. Graham's Graham puts on. a good defence up. Uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, a true defence that the amount of winners in that Celtic side carrying on, even though it's a full new squad. The players brought in, um, you know, have huge experience as well. But the ones that remain, you know, have been there over the course, done it, you know, been hugely successful, can deal with pressure. So I think Dale was a wee bit off. He was a wee bit um, blinded. See, I spend all day just thinking about this show and what we're going to debate tonight. I didn't expect a debate of do Celtic have winners in the team to, to come up. I thought we had enough to get through from yesterday, but, but there we are. I love to be surprised. Absolutely, I don't think we want to be reminded how many how many league titles your Callum McGregor's and your James Forrest have won in particular. Drogic's and Beaton's has been for a number of years as well, you know. So it was. Uh, I know it's a new team, uh, but these guys still remain the boys that have been over the course and distance. So uh, they'll winning leagues and winning cups is nothing new to these boys. Also, like I said to Dale, of course you would rather have it. You want you want that experience, but again, at some point you then it's, if it is O'Reilly or if it's you know whoever at some point if you're good enough you just become the winners. That that's what happened to Rangers last season. We're going back in time here. I'm sure there was a, a famous punditry quote about James Tavernier being a serial loser. Or whatever. Eventually, if you're good enough, you just win, and then all that stuff becomes irrelevant. That that's it. I mean, again, Tav was at the club now for a number of years and. Hadn't won any major trophy Obviously came through and we, When the team got promoted uh, Again That was a big part of the, the Obviously build back But in terms of major honours Premier Leagues No Nothing there But the team Came together last year You know After after three years being together Which it does take time to gel And, and get Get that type of mentality They got the job done last year And become a A league winner A champion You know that's mm. it They become a champion the Celtic players, there is a lot of champions in that team at the moment, you know, and the ones that have came in, they want to be, and they'll be working super hard towards it. How do you assess the title race after yesterday, Graham? It's a dad of us, now we run away with it. <laughs> I like the fact that Dell was too overconfident for Graham, so he's he's come on to try and bring some calm and balance. Ah, Graham, I doddle, you Graham. ruined it. Three points. My bit, aye, we'll run away with this season. We'll finish at ten points in it. Ten points in it. Their, their bottles went. Their bottles went. The, the European champions were during the week, and then they couldn't even go and beat the, the weekend. But they're just they're up and down. They're, they're just they've won one trophy, and they think they're the one of Beatles. It's just like this this year. Last year, I get I get rattled off my my friend's son for three hundred and fifty quid through the full league. Mm, so this year, responsibly. Wow. No, no, um, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, this is very responsible. So this year, at the start of the season, even before Howie, when we just lost Neil Lennon, and I put the bet on for a hundred pound each game and five hundred. I hope he's listening. And five hundred pound for the league. Oh no, that, Honestly, this doesn't sound responsible, Graham. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Please, please, please be responsible with that stuff. I can't, I can't have that in my conscience. Um, yeah, I like that. This is, this is exactly what this city was 
designed for when it comes to these footballing matters. Graham's so angry that Dell is, you know, being out unfair and and making outlandish statements about his team. So Graham says it'll be a doddle and Celtic will win by ten <laughs> points. Welcome to football in Glasgow, yeah, everyone. Exactly. Getting a wee bit carried away there. I think everybody with a serious head on them knows it's it's going to be tight. Um, what was interesting about that I've actually not heard much Genuinely not heard much of that And we'll get to Jackie Marcus probably And he was confident You'd expect Celtic players to be confident So far most who've phoned in And even a lot on Twitter Maybe stung by last season or whatever Have been underlining the point There is still a long way to go It is three points Because the evidence is there That other teams can cause an upset Look at Celtic at the start of the season Alright they were still jailing Um in the drop points And Ange Postecoglou said They had to be almost perfect Which it's pretty much been But There's still tricky games to come And Rangers I've said for A number of weeks now Both teams will drop points And they're on a, And it's whoever minimises that Will go on to win the title And I, I still believe that Even though Celtic Have Getting a job done In the last few minutes And it builds that resilience I still think there's points here To be dropped Be honest with me Graham I like the, to find out About the roller coaster With 83 Four minutes gone yesterday Did you think Celtic would win the title by 10 points? If he just says that to me Seven, eight weeks ago I'd have probably been honest and says No, but no I'm, I'm confident right up to the whistle goes Well, time will tell And we need to get I think we can get Graham and Dell back on In the same night, producer Callum See when it's up when the title's decided I think, make a note of that and we'll get them both back It's the only way to settle it Kenny Absolutely That would be a good one That would be, that could be the whole show I don't think we can predict the future Both very confident uh, Let's uh, round off that thought. Those thoughts uh, On Celtic Hearing a bit more From Ange Postacoglu He's happy As you might expect With Georgios Giacomakis He says he's been Building up his confidence In the last few weeks And, and thinks he's Effective in a lot of games Look he's been going well for us I mean he hasn't got the rewards of goals Which I think he's been a bit unlucky But yeah that's why I brought him to the club You know when you when you look at The way the opposition's A lot of opposition set up against us A lot of bodies in the box You need some presence in there You know it's not like we're going to get a lot of space To run in behind teams And So um, you know I, I know that's where his strengths lie And it's just a matter of him sort of Gaining a bit of confidence Which he has to be fair I think he's been really good for us though, <coughs> The last few weeks But um Obviously, for all strikers, you know, goals are important, and uh, you know today he was hugely important for us because, um, as I said, with so many bodies in the box, he was able to, you know, find that space, be the presence we need him to be to score goals. He didn't have a great sort of introduction to life here, you know. He missed a penalty in the last minute, so it would have been very easy for him to carry away after that. But he's he's you know, risen to the challenge, and he's uh, he's doing a good job for us. 0141-951-1025 Let's bring in Jim Who's a Rangers fan What did you take away From this weekend's football Jim? Well I took away uh, Gordon exactly What's been happening The Rangers is, uh, After the, the break They've lost uh, Nine points out of twelve Away from home And it's down to bad defending At corner kicks Without a shadow of doubt We lost a goal to Ross County With a corner kick In the last minute Lost one on Saturday Lost one against Aberdeen earlier in the season, and the big boy for Dortmund should should have scored before Rangers scored the last Thursday night uh, in the middle of the box for a corner kick all on the same side of the park. We're just not defending them at all. We don't seem to have anybody that goes and heads the ball. Tavernier definitely can't head it. Bassey's shocking as well. Barisic, no chance. The only fella is Goldson. If he's not heading it clear, we're having to get handy. The next boy's Morelis. And it's Every time, every time there's a corner kick against Rangers, my eyes are shut. And a lot of Rangers fans are the same. 
thought you were going to say the defenders' eyes are shut, Jim. Um, given your assessment of them there, well, let's start specifically with yesterday. How would you analyse the goal that Rangers conceded? Yep, that's it. He's, he's got over and above Helander. I mean, again, you would put Helander in a bracket that he should be going to win it. I know in that instance he never, but uh, he's one that, that can go and be dominant. He just got. The lad Graham just got the jump on him You know he got above him He put it But that was the fourth corner In about three minutes It was building That's the only And for me it was the only point in the game That three, four minutes Where Dundee United were actually Not in the game Because of course they were in the game But they had a little bit of pressure Rangers mm. had been completely dominant But then they started just to build a wee bit of momentum They got a corner They got two corners That ended up being the fourth corner Over about three or four minutes That they then got their goal And they got the rewards And when you keep putting ball If you, if you get the delivery right You get the timing right You're always going to get chances Again, set plays are huge You hear it every single week For managers, coaches, players Set pieces are huge in the game Particularly those types of games When the team that's not the favourite Get a chance to get up the field And put the ball in the box A free ball into the box It's up to you to go and attack that ball With a bit of aggression To be fair to the lad Graham He went and done that it, Yeah it was great desire from him wasn't it Was Got the run And Helander got up early Knew exactly what he was doing You know Little Little win on Helander as well Which stops Helander Getting up to his full height It's a great header Delivery's got to be right as well But I agree with what Kenny says That that period where United were building pressure And got corners in a row I think that'll annoy mm. Giovanni Van Broek With teams with lesser ability You give set pieces away You encourage that sort of thing happening You know what can happen You get a delivery right The run right It doesn't matter how good you are When the ball's on the ground You can still get punished In games like yesterday though Jim Is it not more about Failing to take chances at the other end? Sorry? In games like yesterday Is it not more about Failing to take chances at the other end? Yes, absolutely. Second half, we, we didn't start playing to say Sakala came on at 60 minutes. We never put them under pressure at all. You're talking about dominating the first half. We didn't have a shot in target. You know, it's not good enough. We're dominating across the park. We're not dominating. We should have been battering teams right for the kick off instead of waiting to 30 minutes to go. Yeah, I think that the stats show you is a game Ranger obviously should have won. Kenny, everyone knows that. But but Jim does make a fair point that the second half of any game is always the one that sticks in your mind the most. And understandably, apart from that one change, keep the same team. That that's not controversial. You go to Dortmund, you think if they can do a job there, you keep the same team. So I appreciate hindsight, it's wonderful. But it did look completely different when Sakala come on. You just wonder if for that game would more natural width on that side have been beneficial. But also as You've got another team there trying to protect their goal, you know, and you've got to give credit to the Dundee United players for the way they defended, the way they blocked, the way they put their body on the line to stop these shots. Because as much as there was 29 shots, like Jim says, there wasn't too many shots on goal. Seagrass made a couple of good saves when he was called upon. Sakala bringing them on again when a manager picks a team, which I'm sure Giovanni's looking at. Look to their bench Where's our impact players Well Sakala's are definitely one of them And he did make a difference Because he was direct He got down that right flank He put so many balls across the goal And these are the things Sometimes watching the game I was like This could be one of these days You know It's hitting Morelos on the knee And it's going straight to Seagrass It's just too far ahead of Morelos Ryan Kent potentially Could have been at the back post For a tapping as well You then get the penalty decisions That we've already discussed That sometimes go for you Sometimes don't There was so many opportunities in the box that things just never fell for Rangers so it's uh, I, I still think overall it was again Jim's right there maybe wasn't a lot of shots and a lot of real clear goal scoring chance in the first half but in the, the performance I'm sure Giovanni will be pretty happy with how they performed It's been one of those nights Jim we've had all sorts of answers to questions like this so let's get your take on it how for, for, you're a Rangers fan obviously how damaging was yesterday or is it just a, 
a mere bump along the road to a title that Rangers will eventually win. Gordon's no no championship material. That's no title winning form, and you've got to get it sorted. And Gio's got to get it sorted. If he can't see that we can't clear corner kicks, simple headers out the box, we've got players that can't do it. Let me give you an example. In the first half, the United in the first ten minutes put six balls over the top of Tavernier's head. Now that's not an accident that happens. They're plenty of that because they can't head the ball the boy. You know, it's as simple as that. And that they're plenty of our weaknesses. And our weakness is we can't clear the ball in the air to cross balls. Jim, could I ask you, would you, so what would you do different? Is it, is it working on it? Is it a personnel issue? Is there things no, that... A bit of both, Kenny. Surely they should be working on this. But if, if they haven't got the ability in the first place, it, it makes it much more difficult. OK, Jim, we'll leave it there. We're a bit pushed for time, but you make some very interesting points. Thanks for taking the time tonight. That was Jim in air. It's 01419511025 if you want to join in, and please do. Super Scoreboard European Football Coverage With Moyer and Sweeney Litigation A multi-award winning law firm With a name you can trust He'll be back to the European stuff soon And thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation They're giving you the chance to win a 58 inch Samsung 4K TV And Amazon Echo Show They are sponsoring our coverage of European football this year They're a multi-award winning law firm Offering high quality discreet legal advice On a wide range of matters Whether that's personal injury, road traffic, criminal defence They've got you covered So head to Clyde1.com To find out more And enter for that chance To win the 58 inch Samsung TV And Amazon Echo Show Thanks to Moira and Sweeney Litigation Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde1 Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Kenny Miller Are here It's 0141 951 Pick up the phone Let us know what's on your mind It's Monday night There's loads to get through If there's something you think That hasn't been discussed And you want to hear it That's how you fix it Pick up the phone And let us know What you've got We do have a teaser quickly Let's get this up and running uh, Because We've got still loads to get through So uh, The question tonight Name the last nine Frenchmen To play At least one league game For Celtic or Rangers So some of that's quite simple Name the last nine Frenchmen To play at least one league game For Celtic or Rangers Mark Wilson give me a name Edward Well done Kenny give me a name I'm toiling at the moment I'm toiling at the moment Edward's under his skin though Right yep. Cham. Every time Ryan Edwards Did something yesterday He was calling him Edwards Same thing Just Cham. a wee bit more exotic Cham. Yes well done yeah. Any more Um. Yep, Ben Bailey Yeah, well done Okay, that's three of the nine Keep your guesses coming On Twitter if you want And it's fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question On the show Keep your calls coming On the weekend's talking points Maybe with a bit of a view forward It looks like Stephen Robinson The former Motherwell manager Will replace Jim Goodwin As the manager of St Mirren Lots of names Doing the rounds over the weekend From former boss Jack Ross To Scott Brown And Stephen Naismith And reports this afternoon That Hearts were allowing St Mirren to Have talks with Stephen Naismith And now it's emerging That Stephen Robinson Looks pretty set To be the new St Mirren manager Kenny's a St Mirren fan On the line Is that one that you Would get your approval Kenny? Yeah it is I think it would be A, a sensible appointment if, uh, if Stephen Robinson Comes to St Mirren um, you need only look at his track record. Um, you know when he was at Motherwell, he uh, you know he achieved um, really good things with Motherwell. You know he got them into the top half. I think they you know were pushing for Europe. Now even they've got them into Europe, 
And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the context of a club like St Man that's not too different or too dissimilar to, to Motherwell in their budget. You look at guys like Stephen O'Donnell, who, you know, obviously broke into the Scotland national team, you know, aided by, you know, guys like um, uh, Stephen Robinson when he was in charge at Motherwell. Um, David Turnbull is another player that, you know, came through the youth ranks at Motherwell and thrived under Stephen Robinson as well. St Man are obviously well known for their youth recruitment and development as well. So I think all round it would be a sensible appointment if he becomes a manager. I'm just obviously naturally disappointed that Jim Goodwin's left because, in my opinion, I thought he did a fantastic job for quite a long time um, at St Mern and added a lot of stability. Mm-hmm. But Stephen Craig and, uh, Stephen Robinson is, is you know a safe pair of hands. He knows the Scottish game. He's got an eye for a player, and I think you know amongst all the other candidates, he would be the, the best option. Yeah, I mean, Mark, if you're basing it on his Motherwell CV. Two cup finals, a third place finish, and helped develop and sell Turnbull, James Scott, and Cedric Kipre for over five million pounds. Yeah. So as a sort of model of what our so-called smaller teams want to achieve, it's a great CV. It's pretty up there. It's a brilliant CV. I think it's a, a great appointment. Got to say, one I didn't really think about because he he just took a job on yep. in the summer. So I, I thought he wouldn't even consider it. But I think St Mirren have been. Been smart here They've taken their time They've considered Possibilities from Jack Ross To Naismith To Scott Brown And two young managers Who Who'll probably have a A, a great career Later on in their management uh, Lives But they've went for Tried and trusted And I think it's a, a sensible Appointment And you touched on that there The youth development side I think it's huge And also His transfers in When he looked In the lower leagues In the English market And brought players up You know Ticked it a lot of boxes So I think St Mirren fans Will be excited about that Not having a wonderful time With Morecambe But, but they are in League 1 now Kenny which, which maybe would have been A bit of a challenge And you can get why The people in power At St Mirren Would, would look at that Motherwell CV And give that more weight than, than perhaps What exactly is happening At Morecambe right now Definitely It's a tried and test appointment I really like Stephen I like the way his team played uh, Once he had left He took Motherwell to third but it's a, It was an incredible season uh, there was cup finals involved in his time as well So he's uh, he's done a wonderful job up here in Scotland You know, he, he potentially could have left Motherwell And I would have expected him with the greatest of respect mm. to Morecambe Maybe to go on and maybe get something different I think even when Hibs and Hearts jobs came up uh, last season well, Hearts was discussed, years, wasn't it? For me, it, would, it should have been and could have been right in the running for that But based on the jobs that had done in Motherwell Sometimes it's just not the right fit And, and it never went for him But no, I think it's a, if it gets done mm. It'd be a wonderful appointment for St Mirren Kenny, does that is that the, the name that has pleased you the most? How do you assess the other contenders? It's not done yet. It certainly looks like it will be. But how do you assess the other names? But yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with what, what the guys have said there. I mean, for me, it's timing is everything with this. And, uh, you know, had it been uh, you know a few months down the line, maybe even at the end of the season, if Jim had moved on then, then perhaps Jack Ross might take a, a slightly different view for this job. Um but I'm, if it comes to pass that Stephen Robinson is the manager, they'd be, be really happy with that. And I think the fans, um, the majority of the St Mun fans would be pleased with that appointment as well. As I say, I think, um, you know, the, the big things for St Mun fans really is, you know, having a team that, you know, makes you proud to want to go along and watch them. You know, you've got some good young players coming through the team and, you know, you knock the ball about. And I think, you know, Stephen Robinson has shown that he can get good results. So I'm happy with that. In terms of Scott Brown and Stephen Naismith, you know, it's not to say that they wouldn't go on and have good careers as managers in the fullness of time. But I think right now, St Mun do need that element of experience in the ranks, particularly if we're going to achieve top six. 
Thank you very much Kenny You make some good points That was Kenny from Paisley Giving us his opinion On what looks like The imminent appointment Of Stephen Robinson um, Certainly would expect it By the time we come on here tomorrow But you never know We'll keep an eye on it And we will let you know On Twitter as soon as it happens Let's bring in Alec Who's also a St Mirren fan Stephen Robinson doing it for you Alec Any other thoughts? Uh, well, the other name that uh, I would have put in the frame would have been David Healy, uh, another Northern Irishman over, I think, at Linfield. I think he's won about seven or eight uh, trophies with them. Uh, I think the important thing was, as Kenny said, we get somebody in with a, with a bit of experience because, um, you know, we win on Wednesday, then we go fourth. And you would like to think with the, the run-in that the team's on, we could have a, a good job of sustaining that and then getting into Europe, which would be fantastic for our club. But... I think it would have been a real gamble uh, with Scott Brown or Stephen Naismith. You know, both, I think, are quite decent coaches from what I've read, but uh, untried, untested at a manager level. So um, from that perspective, I think uh, Robinson ticks all the boxes. Again, for the reasons that Kenny said as well, uh, it's a decent, safe pair of hands, I think, Gordon. Yeah, two of your old colleagues, Kenny, mentioned uh, for this job, all you young coaches, managers want an opportunity your first managerial job at a club like St Mirren would have been an unbelievable opportunity for those two. It does look like it's it's heading Stephen Robinson's way, but what did you make of them being mentioned? I felt when you've seen Scott Brown get a message, I think that would need to have been a call for him to retire, so I don't know where his head's at in, in regards to that. Nasey has made that call already. Uh, he's involved with the Scotland national team, involved at Hearts in a coaching sense probably for probably even as a, a to the end of his playing time as well he was probably involved so again I would say a little bit more experience on that and I think I don't I know the experience side of it that's where everybody like, oh you need tried and tested and I think Stevens a really good set of hands uh, in regards to it as he's, he's done it in Motherwell he's had a real success in the, in the, in the league already knows the league knows the teams but I, I wouldn't be against St Mirren taking that plunge and they clearly mm-hmm. have thought about it that's why the lads are getting are getting linked with it but uh, I think Nasey for me would have been one it would have been maybe more of an opportunity based on what he's already done and the fact that he actually has retired I think something that maybe below those headlines of, of Stephen Robinson Mark that I mentioned third place in cup finals it's, it's worth remembering there were two different Motherwell teams under him at first they were massive absolutely huge every single player it seemed over six foot two mm. Very direct, very physical Kenny will remember We had about three weeks of phone-in After the game against Rangers In the the, the cup semi-final, semi-final yeah. And there was bloody noses And all sorts And it cost quite a, a stir And then, when that stopped working Just changed it completely And David Turnbull comes in And he started playing brilliant football And what a tune he got out of Jake Hastie yeah. and, it was, and and other young players that came in And, and actually turned, turned them into A good footballing team That that that's not easy to do No Reinvented the full team And that's what Good managers and coaches do You know They see the end of one team And they can reinvent it Into another And everything that You, you hear about coaches You know when, when you've been in the game And you've got friends That are still playing And still coaching You, you hear who, who are good coaches And who are Leave a lot to be desired And Stephen Robertson Was always one that you heard Good things about In the training pitch That the players liked um, and you're right I think that goes with you I mean you've got a CV That ticks the boxes A youth development Good transfers But a couple of different Styles of play Then teams are always Going to be attracted to you. I'll get your thoughts on this Alec Let's hear from Jim Goodwin He is the Aberdeen manager Now of course That'll happen very quickly Took charge Of the draw at Fir Park Funnily enough 
on Saturday And speaking afterwards He says he leaves with a heavy heart And hopes everyone gets that he couldn't turn it down I think everybody knows the affiliation I've got with St Mirren And the love for the club And you know there's I'm not going to patronise the St Mirren fans Or the board of directors or anybody there I've always been very open and honest Even when I first took the job In one of my very early interviews About the ambition that I've got as a person You know St Mirren have been brilliant to me You know eight years there as a player And as a manager The longest I've ever served any club in my career Yeah I leave with a heavy heart There's no doubt about it It wasn't you know It wasn't straightforward The timing could have been better You know in an ideal world You know we, we finished the season with St Mirren And then this opportunity comes up in the summer And I think uh, it's a lot easier But the fact of the matter is the Aberdeen job became available now they wanted to speak to me they've offered me the job and for me at this stage in my managerial career it was just far too big an opportunity to turn down I'm pretty sure most people in the game will understand the rationale behind my decision making um, yes of course uh, I'd never wanted to unsettle St Mirren but you know that's the that's the job we're in and the industry we're in unfortunately these things move on so quickly, Alec. It's like seeing an ex move on. He's got the Aberdeen tracksuit on already. He's there in the dugout at the weekend. How did you feel about Jim Goodwin leaving? Well, uh, listen, Gordon. See, before the winter break, Jim was in danger of losing his job at St. Man. We'd won one in 15. The football wasn't pretty in the eye. And he, he said himself that uh, he changed the system. And since, and since we've went 4 4 2 is when we've went the unbeaten run. The prior to that, there was a lot of fans were calling for his head. Fickle's a, uh, football's a fickle game. Uh, you know, you've got two guys in the studio with you tonight. It's a very short career sometimes. So, you know, I think Jim done a well, great job. Well, it was for one of them, but the other one tried to spin it out as long as he possibly could. I done not know too bad, but <laughs> I, listen, I, I, I think Jim goes with my best wishes. Um, he, he's a great ambassador off the park. I've met him at a, a few of the private functions. Uh, he's a terrific guy. Why would you not take the chance to give security to your family if you can treble your money by going somewhere else. There's nobody, nobody wouldn't do what Jim's done. But it's such a fickle game because, as I say, before the winter break, he was in danger of losing his job because we were in a horrific run, not playing great football. Um, the team are doing fantastic now, even more so after that referee performance at the weekend. That was an embarrassment that Charles done sending off. And I've been on before, Gordon, had a good... Ding dong with Hugh Keevens about the gentleman whose name I can't mention. Um, so even taking into account referee performances like that, and Jim alluded to it as well with Aberdeen, he's very much he'll fight for the club, he'll fight for the team. They'll get 100% off him. St Mirren got that. Uh, I think we just need to move on. I think we were a wee bit fortunate that Jack Ross didn't come back because I don't think it ever works out second time around uh, at a club. And I think we need to get behind Stephen Robinson if he comes in, get us into fourth place. Get us into Europe That would be phenomenal First time in Europe in Nearly 40 years for St Mum That would be phenomenal If we could achieve that By the end of the season yeah, League table certainly there um, It's tight enough That anything is possible You agree I think Mr William Collum Is the name that Alex Didn't want to, Sounds to like mention uh, Charles Dunn <laughs> will, they, will they win that appeal? Well if they don't Then what's the point At any appeals Because it's quite blatant That there was mm. Nothing up with that I mean, there is an incident earlier in the game where Charles Dunn catches, I think it's Bruce And is it Bruce Anderson in the face? Anyway, catches a Livingston player in the face. Um, Kenny, now the, 
that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't then put you on some sort of imaginary tightrope f- for later on. So whether whether he got away with one earlier on or not, pro- that doesn't come into the appeal decision. And uh, we had a good look at it in the office beforehand. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a harsh, harsh red. There's no malice in it whatsoever. Is there? Con- what you've got to understand: referees need to understand. Players use their arms for balance. They use it to keep players away from. If there's a, a, a movement and an aggressive movement of an arm, an it's elbow, forceful. a hand, absolutely, there was none of that there. And in regards to the earlier incident, if there was something in that, am I right in saying that could be looked at? It could be looked at after, not in regards to a yellow or a red card, but could it be looked at the same way as a tackle could be looked at? I, I'm not again. I don't even know the rules now. There's that many rules. Has there ever been anybody? It's one that appeal and then get retrospective <laughs> action and then <laughs> banned. That would be quite. Be quite well, anyway, I don't think the uh, I don't think the red card was a red card. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll we'll look a bit more at the other talking points from the weekend next because I don't want to rush through them. We do have a break, which is fast upon us. Thank you to Alec and Cardonald. You two are being asked for the last nine. Frenchman to play at least one league game for Celtic or Rangers. You've given me Edward and Cham and Dembele. Julian. Mm-hmm. Kenny. Did we go far back as Clement? It's <laughs> a good shout. I would say close, but not quite. Not quite as far back. We had a wee we had a lad that came on loan in the Manny. No? Yeah. Yes, and oh, played in Aaron that played in that semi-final against Motherwell, didn't he? Came off the bench. Yep. Anyway, there we go. We'll get the rest next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Kenny Miller are here. They're racking their brains for this full-time teaser, looking for the last nine Frenchmen to play at least one league game for Celtic or Rangers. They've got Edward and Cham, Dembele, Julian. And Aaron Neman, which was a brilliant shout from Kenny. Brilliant. Any more? Uh, Rothen. I think he's tenth. He's in the last nine, so no, in a word. Se- Sebastian Forey. Yes, remember him. It's magnificent. Down Great shouts. Well, he can remember his former teammates. But can you? <laughs> Is there, is there one of my former teammates on there? Uh, let me check the timing of this guy I think probably yeah, to be honest Can have been that good for Kyle uh, Let me see 2010-11 That's run about my era <laughs> Didn't play very often So you've got you've actually got mm. what? How many left? Three is it? Uh, yeah yeah. yeah two, three. two Celtic, one Rangers left Does that help at all? No, I didn't think so French no. 2010 11. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's bring in Paul, who's a Celtic fan. What's on your mind after this weekend, Paul? Hey, well, I finally got my Jack and Marcus hat trick bet up, Gordon, <laughs> after four attempts. So, got, got to stick with your guy. Um, just, I'm, gonna have, I'm just going to tell everybody to keep gambling responsibly tonight. It's a real theme developing. <laughs> it's an advert. Um, Are you into it for gambling? Well, listen, he certainly had his most productive afternoon yesterday, Paul, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, he's a player that Celtic have, a type of player that Celtic have lacked for a while and uh, his physicality. And I think, you know, games like Livingston and away and, you know, those type of fixtures, he will definitely be used. But I just, again, I, I mean, I know Hugh's not on the, the programme tonight, but you know, the guy was getting absolutely slaughtered at the beginning for not being seen and daring to be injured and, and all of that. And I just think that, the squad depth now between Rangers and Celtic is, I think there's a bit of a, bit of a gap. Well, even I don't know what, what Kenny, Kenny thinks about that. A gap? In the squad depth. And Rangers? 
I, I, listen, when you look at Rangers bench, I still think it's strong. You know, I think there's guys, I mean, if you think of the, the, in the midfield, guys who are not playing, Glenn Kamara, can he get a game? Aaron Ramsey is injured too again. That's that's why he wasn't involved. Steve Davis can These are guys that were go-to guys in winning the league. You know, up front now, I think, I still think if Alfredo's not there, Kamar Roof again has done well over the time, but when he was thrown into the games more recently, never really kind of, it wasn't able to fill that void. He's got a good Alfredo. goal record. He has Kamar got a good Ruth, goal he? record, but he, he's, Rangers, if Alfredo's missing, they're a different team. I think in the wider areas now, I think there is good options because Arfield can go there, Aribo can go there, Sakala can come on and make the difference. You've got Diallo there as well. Obviously, Kent, that position he's on. Defensively, Rangers have struggled at centre back. You know, I think that's been it. They've struggled at centre back uh, in the absence of Hollander being injured, Balogun's picked up injured. Obviously, Katic was then kind of moved on. Uh, so I still think they're strong. I mean, you can. This is this is the nature. When you start falling behind, you start dropping points. There's no doubt dropping nine points out of the out of the twenty one is not good enough, and it's not league winning form. Mm. Again, I think everybody would agree on that. But the performances before and up until Celtic, I don't think were great. I think since Celtic, it's actually been they've been pretty good again. Five 0 against Hearts, a good Hearts team. Two 0 against uh, Hibs, they get through with, with eleven changes to the team against Annan. Three 0 ten goals, no reply. Then they go to Dortmund and put on that type of performance. And I'm still going to say, and I know results are ultimately everything when it comes to Rangers and Celtic, but the performance I'm sure would have pleased Giovanni. For me, it was one of the days where things never fell. Mm. and never fell for Rangers and they, and they got punished for it. What about Paul's take on, on Jackie Marcus, Mark? He hits on a good point about you know the style because he is different from, from the other strikers. However, I, I also think we may be in danger of going overboard with that because he's bigger and he's more physical. But you don't just boot the ball up to him, and he when he wins headers and, and wrestles with people, he's actually he's, he's got a good bit more than that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I don't think he's going to get the ball down and run past three players, but he certainly brings something different. I think Celtic have been missing something like that for for a wee bit. They've they've missed the variety, you know, a, a turning to an option like that in different games. Take for instance earlier on the season, you're playing Livingston away from home, and you're putting a Yeti up there and a Yeti hardly moved the full game he hardly challenged any centre-halves I think centre-halves and defenders know they're in a game when Jackie Marcus plays he puts in the work rate as well you've got to say but I think that comes hand in hand with playing and Ange Postacoglu's side he expects his front men to work and you've got to see he's always in the right position albeit he might not always finish up or the goalkeeper makes a save he's always in that sort of near post position that Jota and Abada tend to find him in if he keeps doing that He's going to get goals And look at him The last four minutes of the game He made sure Kenny will know better than me He made mm. sure he was in that position Because he expected that ball Again yeah. Even though he'd maybe missed a couple He was in there to score Constantly scores with one touch finishes yeah, Doesn't yeah. he? So is That's it, a good strike Is it though? every goal he scored for Celtic? Or all but one? Pretty sure it is Yeah I think it might be uh, Paul How significant do you think yesterday was In the title race? Um. I still think there's a long way to go uh, and, and I think I just take Kerry's point Rangers have actually battered teams without uh, without scoring but uh, you know the acid test for me is that, is that when I say the beginning of the season uh, when, when Celtic have been written off is the transfer window and you know Diallo and Ramsey versus dare I say the four the three Japanese guys Matt O'Reilly they're looking, looking, you know, they're looking to be, to be great additions. Can, can I make another? I mean, what I was trying to make, I didn't get to, was that Jack Mack is, is the second choice, right? Can it still put now behind Ekiogo? 
So in terms of depth, uh, that, that that was my point. But the other point I wanted to make was about Anthony Ralston, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know Mark's got a view on this, but uh, see, they seem to be, and Kenny explained the, the, the inverted fullback to a lesser more to myself, but they seem to be playing the order with that, uh, that, that every time they get the ball, the Celtic fullbacks invert. But every bit of, you know, most of Ralston's good work is done when he just adopts the orthodox right wing mm. back, get to the byline. What do you think of that, Mark? Is that valid? Yeah, they only invert when when plays building up. But once that goes past Ralston, yeah, they, they revert back to overlapping fullbacks. Yeah, yeah. Like you only need to look at his stats, Ralston, and the amount of deliveries put in the box, the amount of assists. I I, I loved at the weekend how you could see the, the angle from behind the goal for the winning goal. You could see he was done. He was knackered, but the determination he had to make up that ten yards to overlap to to finally get the ball in. Suppose epitomises everything Celtic are at the minute. Um, he's had a terrific season. He's been unlucky that you know Jaranovic yeah. has come in and been such a good sign, and um, plenty more to come from. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Paul. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Maybe we've got like a minute and a half left. So let me quickly. I'll take a wee look at Twitter, which has been neglected this evening, and have a wee look at what you are. What's the most popular talking point that we've not got to yet? Uh, right. Oh, okay. There's a few. There's Danny, Jacob. Couple of others. What do you make of Ryan Jack's challenge on Dylan Levitt at the end of the game yesterday? Poor one for me. I think he got away with it because it was right at the end of the game. High. I thought it was pretty reckless, to be honest. Uh, I know Stills paint a different picture, but I think when you seen it, mm. it was it was a badging. Kenny, we, we know the, the script by now. If the compliance officer wants, they apply a sort of um, oofed test, which is not very technical, but it's, it's meant to be the ones that really make you go, oh, you know, that's not. The Callum Butcher and David Turnbull, for instance, that's one that did get get actioned afterwards. There was one other example which, under time pressure, escapes me. It was quite recently. Anyway, what did you make of that one yesterday? Still s- slowing it down. It always looks ten times worse than what it is. Real time, I didn't uh, listen. You think it's all oh, well? It could have been a free kick because it didn't look great. But I didn't think when you stop it and you see the the connection and and how high it is, it does look bad. But You've got to remember that's that's that, it's not, that's a split second when it's it's worst point. You just don't know what goes on after. I didn't think it was. I didn't think Ryan Jack was going to hurt anybody. Let's say that. Okay, watch that one with interest. If anything does come up, I'm sure you'll hear about it on this show. Right, what have you got on this teaser? Then a couple more of the last nine Frenchmen uh, to play a league game for Celtic or Rangers. Fabrice Fernandez. No. No. Mark, come on. Tamara French. No. Spoke French. <laughs> <laughs> I think he only played. Fortune? No, oh, actually, no. Somehow. Oh, my shout. No, no. I'm surprised. No. 10 11, this guy, two league appearances. Played for Juve, no less. Capo. Yes, Olivier Capo. And what did I say? Two Rangers ones left? No, you said one Rangers. Oh, sorry, another Celtic one. Oh, we really saw this guy. Was it Wolves? Was that his team down south? Hmm. Wolves. Oh, you were at Wolves as well, yeah, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. Was it Wolves? Well, come on. Is it your misery <laughs> on this one? one? Aye. Stephen Moyokolo. <laughs> when did, no, no, when no. did he play? Aye, Celtic. Well, he barely did. That's the point. <laughs> and the last one, Kenny Ray, uh, Rangers, French Algerian, but born in, Fr- uh, in France. Kerka. Yes, Salim Kerka. Well done. Thank you, Kenny Miller and Mark Wilson. Very busy. There's not a chance we got through everything from the weekend. We do try, but we're back tomorrow and give you another chance.
From six with Gordon Deal And Roger Hanna In the meantime Callum Gallagher is up next So he'll look after you And we'll be back at six tomorrow <laughs>